Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. Well, I, I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you can have me, me. At your next event, I like to party with the people. You know I do. (laughs) Today on the program, well, if you're looking at the YouTube version of this, the video version, Dano Sheehan is coming on the program today. So you have that to look forward to in the next few minutes. Who's Dano Sheehan? Well, I'm not telling. You're going to have to listen to find out. (laughs) All right. This week's show's. Uh, Let's see. Do I have any public shows? Oh, yes, I do. On July 3rd, I have the Friday night video dance party karaoke jam at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. My usual Friday night gig. Yeah, the place to be in Conway, Arkansas. (laughs) The Rab. They got the full bar. The kitchen is open. The pool tables. There's a pool tournament going on every Friday night. And, you know, there's singing. You're the stars of the show karaoke jam and then on uh saturday well it's the fourth of july i don't have anything booked but i suspect that i will be seeing lots and lots of fireworks yeah so i'm excited about that all right wait let's get into it with dan O'Shean. yeah we get to get him on skype so if you're listening to the audio version of this hey i encourage you to go over to my youtube channel and check out the video version you know hey not unless you're driving unless you're driving Stay with the audio version. But if you're not driving, if you're just hanging out and just wanting to, something to watch, you'll get to see Dan O'Shean's beautiful face. <laughs> All right. Skyping Dan O'Shean now. Dano Sheehan. It's Keys Dan with the What Makes You Famous podcast. I think we got the sound right. Uh, let's get you uh, your camera a little higher so I can see you. Uh, you know, put you, yeah, get you centered up. And if you have a little bit of light in the room, I'd like to see your face. You know, we get yeah. some, uh, we'll put some video see. on there and, uh, and we'll put the audio out there and we'll get the oh. people knowing a little uh, bit more about you, Dano Sheehan. Yeah. Right. Let me see if I can. Is that any better? It's a little bit better. I can see the man. <laughs> That's perfection. There he is. Is there? Is that? Is that a light behind you? Can you flip that on? The light behind you? There's a lamp. Uh, this is light. There. That might be more difficult because ah, I didn't prepare the room today. <laughs> the modern technology. Ah, I think we got a little bit more light on the subject. Hopefully that will work. Well, all right. I believe uh, we are as ready as ready could be. Dano Sheehan, give the people an idea of who you are. Okay. Um, I come from Ireland. I'm well into my uh, late years. What is um, late years to you? 70. 70. All right. Yeah. I'm a, I guess I'm a whippersnapper, a young man of 51. So 70. Well, there you go. But- all right, right. Uh, continue I've on. Around, I've been around the music scene since 1960. Amazing. Well, okay. So when did you, okay, if you say you started in 1960, uh, where where did a young Dan O'Sheehan grow up? And am I saying that name properly? Uh, I don't use the O, but that I don't mind it. That's fine. So what, how, how do you pronounce your name? I Well, I'm Dan Sheehan. Dan Sheehan. Well, I'm Dan Gilson. Keys Dan yeah. uh, for, for most of the people. That's my real name is Dan. And I'm also half Irish. I have an Irish national kilt that I wear. I wore to my wedding back in 2001. So I'm very, I'm very excited to be talking to an actual man from Ireland. I'm fascinated by the, the, uh, the green, I guess, what what do they call it? The, the Emerald Isle. Emerald Isle. Yeah, that'll do. Okay. 
I've kissed the Blarney Stone as well. So you've actually <laughs> done it. Oh I've man, I've actually done it. Yeah, I've heard good <laughs> things about it. Did it did it bring you luck? Did it work? Well, I'm talking to you. <laughs> All right, let's see. I, I'm going to take that as a compliment coming from you, a man yeah. who has been around for the longest yeah. time since 1960. Okay, so in 1960, were you out of high school? Were you still in high school? Uh, oh, what were you doing? I was in high school. And that's where you um, started your music career? Um, well, started uh, on piano piano lessons initially. So uh, by 63, the shadows and that sort of music was happening. So every 13-year-old got a guitar. So how old were you when you were? Oh, you were 13 when you started playing piano or were you 10? I, I was seven when I started playing piano. Yeah, from an yeah. early age. So who got you into the piano? Who said, Dan, you got to play the piano? Yeah, my mother. It was a thing to do in Cork in those days. Okay. And it's, was she wanting you to uh, entertain the family or, or was she into the piano? Did you have music in the it, blood? It, it would be considered as part of the proper education in Ireland in those days. Well, that's fantastic. So music <laughs> is a part of, of your upbringing. And was that the way that they were brought up as well? Your mom and dad? How was that like? Uh, how uh, were they? Not, not as much, but uh, yeah, they had a love for music, obviously. Um, so That's that, fantastic. That, that was inherited. Well, what kind of work did your mom do or your dad do? Uh, my dad was an accountant. So, okay, a man of numbers. Uh, did he like the <laughs> job? Because some people love that job and some people just do oh, it yeah, because he, it's a job. He, he, he was he was good he was good at that. Uh, I, I never understood as a kid why he was a company secretary. I thought he was a secretary, so, but I I discovered later on that a company secretary actually does the accounts for large companies. <laughs> so, Dan, what what did you learn from your dad? I mean, what kind of knowledge? Uh, what do you think that you gleaned from him? Um, respect, I suppose, is the first thing that comes to mind. I like that. He was. Yeah, um, he's a good dad, a good dad, and, uh, and, then, and then your fostered, mom? fostered my talents, if you like, while, while I was going through the, the teenage years. Well, it's good to have uh, parents that that uh, that back you up, you know, in, in all your crazy dreams. You know, all the kids out there that try to do whatever they want to do. I, I tell the parents, you know, let them explore. You know, it's nice to have a, a back a backup plan. Uh, send them off to college and, and university and do that kind of thing. But but sometimes kids don't want that university. Maybe that schooling is not the way to go. Uh, the the streets, the uh, the the the, um, the learning in the bars and the and the, and the yeah, clubs and they, stuff. They didn't actually know that I was playing in a band at sixteen. <laughs> what, what kind of band were you playing in at sixteen? And I and you said that was sixty three or sixty six. Well, we're we're moving on to about sixty five now, sixty six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so before that, yeah. you were you were not playing in a band. Uh, no, we it was a bit too young, but we were still cutting our teeth. We were still learning the guitar at that stage. Okay, so the piano, you gave it up. And then you went for the guitar at 13. Yeah. And who bought you the guitar? Um, must have been my dad. <laughs> okay. So dad was still, uh, you know, uh, giving you, uh, giving you whatever you want needed, whatever tools you needed to, uh, to get going. And then what did yeah, your mom so think about all this? Yeah. What did your mama think about all this? Uh, she didn't know about it. <laughs> so dad was giving you things without mom's knowledge. Uh Oh, that's a little bit naughty. <laughs> <laughs> okay and it well looking at this i, I know you had a, a, a pretty big family you were the oldest of five is that is uh, that yeah that, that was a small family in cork in those days seven was the average <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait it, would that be catholic i guess or, or is, i guess you're right <laughs> okay all right i was born into a catholic family and i i I'm, i realized that catholics are supposed to have big families that be fruitful and multiply things so uh yes yeah. I, I remember that but um, okay, so uh, being the oldest, uh, what did your brothers and sisters do? Did you did you uh, help guide them along, and and what are they up to? Um, well, we're all scattered. I've got one sister in America at the moment in um, Indianapolis. Oh, I think I spent one of my uh, my first year in Indianapolis. I still have people that live in in Green Greenville or Greenwood, somewhere near Indianapolis <laughs> University, Purdue. Uh, somewhere yeah. in that area, as uh, she's Carmel. Where Carmel, which is Carmel. 
little town or village outside uh, Indianapolis. Well, you could brag on her. What kind of work is she doing? What is she, what is she up to these days? <laughs> She's actually um, a writer and um, a painter. So she, she's uh, got a bit of talent as well out there. In the creative, uh, creative arts. I like yeah. it, man. Yeah. It, it, she's, she's very much into the um, um, Irish, um, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Culture? The Irish culture. Yeah, she, she's very much into Irish culture out there. She teaches on Irish culture. Well, I'm sure she's pretty popular out there. Like I said, uh, you know, green yeah. is one of my favorite colors. In fact, if you look at the video when you're, when you're when we're done here, I'm going to post this up on YouTube and you'll see that there's a green border. And uh, like I said, I do have an Irish national kilt and I, I love wearing that <laughs> thing at least once a year on St. Patty's Day. Uh, you know, and all things, all things Irish. I, I've, I've had an affinity for it. I'm half Irish, half Cuban. Uh, you know, dad's Irish. I, I didn't know him very well, but I, I did. You know, uh, I, one of the things I mean, if, if an English it's Anglophile. It, what are the people from Ireland? If somebody is really into Irish thing, is it Ireland file? Is there is there a uh, word for Irish, it? Irish, just Irish. Just love the Irish. All right, Irish. Just Irish. <laughs> and you've actually <laughs> kissed the Blarney Stone. So, all right, yeah. we're we're kind of going through your years, uh, Dan Sheehan. Uh, Sheehan is that the way to say the last name? That's Sheehan. That's that's correct. Perfect. All right, and uh, we're kind of going through your beginnings, how you started. And how you ended up where you are right now, uh, right in right in Ireland. What what part of Ireland are you in? Cor- Corker still? No, I'm in England now. I'm England. in London. London, the big city. <laughs> oh, yeah, the big city, man. <laughs> you moved away from the small town to the big city. I guess that's where yeah. it's at. It, you know that I liken that to to maybe New York City, but I think it's a whole lot more than that. There's you know pubs, lots of bars, lots of places to play. Uh, you know, lots of people to see. You, you, I think you, you're in the place to be. So going from a small town, I'm guessing Cor- Corker, was that what it was? Cork. 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 Well, how yeah. big of a town was that? Um, it's the second biggest city in Ireland. So, I mean, it's not that small. It's a university town. It's um, pretty, pretty um, musically, it, it's, it's very active. And I've still got friends that I go back to and play with uh, from time to time. So. Oh, that's pretty cool. See, you, you have some long-lasting relationships. That that tells me a lot about you, uh, Dan. And, uh, okay, so when you were in Cork, how how long did you spend there? Till what age? And what were you what were you up to extracurricularly uh, in, in school? Was it just music, uh, playing piano, playing guitar, and then ultimately in the band? No, no. My, my education goes through um, the sciences and uh, maths and stuff. So that's, I like that. That's what I ended up as a computer consultant uh, in London. Wow. Computers in the 60s, you were on the cutting edge. I mean, well, computers back then were huge rooms, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, 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 we've we jumped a bit. This is uh, seventy-three. Okay. Um, so we've done a bit. Yeah, but uh, you, you okay? So let's back. Let's back uh, up. Yeah, to I the, was there at the beginning of computing. Yeah, yeah let's back up to that that first band. Digital PDP eights. What is you, a PDP eight? PDP eights. What is that? Now see if people. Yeah, exactly. Get people to write in and tell you what PDP eight is. Oh, I got you. <laughs> you were the one that helped to create those things, or. Or you were on the cutting edge of those. What is a PDB-8? I, 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 was, a pro, I was a programmer rather than a tech uh, uh, engineer. Okay. Well, what kind of uh, all right? What kind of programs were you writing? What what kind of language were they using back then on computers? Um, assembler. We started an assembler, Fortran, um, and then I discovered a lovely American language called MUMS. Man, I got to learn more about those things. I know uh, in uh, 80, eighty in the eighties when I started. On computers, I was using BASIC, Apple BASIC, and Pascal. I think those are the first yeah. two languages that I learned. And that, yeah, then you were working on small computers. I was working on uh, well, between the PC and the mainframe. There was the ones that were called mini computers. Yeah, but mini for you is probably well, huge. Mini, mini was big. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mini is bigger than anything I, we've ever seen. Uh, but I'm yeah. guessing you were working with reels and punch cards and all that kind of stuff. That's where I started. Yeah. Paper tape. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It's easy. It's amazing what I'm going to learn on this, on this podcast from Dan. Sheehan. <laughs> oh, fantastic. 
I mean, I know he's a music man. Okay, we all know he's a music man. If anybody knows the name uh, Dan Sheehan, spelled Dano yeah. Sheehan, you know yeah. he's a music man. But he's so much more. You actually have we, some knowledge. You have math. You have science. Tell me more. Yeah. We've got to be a little careful because there is another Dan Sheehan in New York who um, has a band called Banter, and we're not the same person. Yeah, I'm not worried about <laughs> that guy. You spell your name Dano. So that way it, it differentiates you. I know, Chin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. I, you know, and this is cool because, you know, everybody yeah. comes from somewhere and you've been, you've been around yeah. since, since 60 was when you started actually playing music, but 65, mm -hmm. you felt you 60. were good enough to play in a band. And what was that first yeah. band and what kind of music were you playing back then? Well, the name of the band was The Shapes which is based on the artboard shapes of things. So that was give you a clue what our main track was. But my big claim to fame was that band played supporter Rory Gallagher in Cork back in 65. Supporter what? Rory Gallagher. Rory Gallagher. Oh, Rory, Rory Gallagher. Gallagher. Okay. Yeah. I get it. So what did you yeah. learn in, in that? Well, you know, playing with the, playing with the big boys back then. Well, we, we were a support band at that age. You, you, did, you didn't have the enough equipment to get out there on your own, right? But uh, So you, you got as many support um, gigs as you could. So being a support, is that you plug into their yeah. equipment and kind of play yeah, along with them? Basically. No, no. You, 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 you do the first hour before they come on. You're the warm-up warm act. Yeah, you you're, you're cutting your teeth. You're playing yeah. as the people are coming in. This is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that had to make you feel good at a young age. You were, you were what, 17, 18 by that time? Uh, I was still 16, yeah. 16. I was by 17, 18, I had my own band. Okay, let's go there. Uh, what was that yeah. band? Uh, There's a couple of bands, but the main band was the, a band called Boot House. Boot House. With Boot House, yeah. Oh, what kind of music uh, were you House playing there? Uh, we, we were into Rolling Stones, a um, bit of John Mayall, a bit of uh, Peter Green, um, and a lot of the American blues people as well. So we were, we were, we were going towards blues at that stage. Well, yeah. yeah I could see that's where you're that. That's where we're heading because that's, you know, the, the videos that I've seen of you, that's you playing, you know, a lot of harmonica. There's some guitar in yep. there. Yeah, you're a rock star. But uh, this is the early <laughs> days and this is where you you get your you, you get your uh, inspiration. And are you are you writing music back then or are, are you? Uh, I the, the, the one that survived is is the one that's on the album, which is called Why Not. I actually wrote the words to that back in back in the sixties. Wow! As a teenager, yeah. It's good to have a song that that has such longevity. I mean, it survives. Yeah, and, and this is. I mean, what were you thinking about when you when you wrote Why Not? Uh, listen to the words. I'm not telling you on air. <laughs> okay. All right. Everybody's got to listen to that. Why not? And uh, I guess it's not safe for work, <laughs> or maybe it is. You know, it's the '60s. Everybody's still uh, relatively clean, and some some of the music might be suggestive, but I mean, it's not you know naughty or anything or dirty, and that you can't play out loud. <laughs> no, 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 you can play it, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> but it's rock and roll, baby. That's rock just the roll. name, rock and roll. It ha it's suggestive, rock and roll, baby. <laughs> well. Right. I like to think it's a bit psychedelic as well as uh, blues. So I like a bit of psychedelic. See, it's nice to mix it up a little bit. And you had the Rolling Stones that were kind of guiding you along, and then the American blues that was kind of giving you a, a little bit of flavor. You take a little bit from there, a little bit from here, yeah. and then it all comes out. Dan Sheehan, Dano Sheehan. I guess we got to say Dano to differentiate you from the 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 the, the, the artist in New York. You know, we're yeah. you're, you're in that's, the that's in the UK. So I'm in London. In London. Yeah. Well, you're in London now, but we're still, we're still hanging out in Cork, uh, getting the early days of, of Dan Sheehan. And, um, so yep. what, what, you had your own band, you were playing blues. What kind of gigs were you playing back then? Um, just, um, uh, they would have been called youth clubs in those days. Um, they, they, they don't seem to do them anymore. They, they, they've, uh, not been supportive, but basically, yeah, we were playing uh, small pubs, um, 
youth clubs um, and as I say a lot of support to the bigger bands um, so I'm guessing this is like non-alcoholic club uh, so there's plenty of alcohol going around in those days okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what youth is I mean because a youth club to me I, when I was living in Fort Lauderdale in Florida in Broward County we had a club called Nepenthes and that was a uh, a youth club and it was only you couldn't be over 21. It was six. It, I think it was 16 to 21 yeah. were the uh, the ages that were allowed to be there. And there was no alcohol. I think they served pizzas and stuff. But I, I used to DJ there. And then they had some bands from time to time. Uh, so that, to me, that's a youth club. But a youth club to you is maybe somebody that's younger but still drinking age that's just having well, a few drinks and ready to party. We we didn't have the twenty one restriction in Ireland. Oh, you could drink eighteen. You see, so I mean, this is what I find really strange in America. You you can't drink till you're twenty one. We were professionals by then. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I, I I've always believed it. I I don't drink alcohol myself, but if you're old enough to to vote and you're old enough to go into the armed forces and fight for the country, you should be old enough to get a beer. And, and I've heard in some countries in Europe, if you can reach the, your hand up to the counter, uh, you can get yourself a beer. Even at the local uh, hamburger joint at McDonald's or Burger King, they have glasses of beer. And this is just hearsay. I've never been to those countries, but I, I, no, you, I don't think that, certainly not McDonald's. You won't get no, you won't get a beer in McDonald's here. <laughs> All right, maybe, maybe this is just movies that are that are uh, that are teaching me uh, different things that may or may not be true. <laughs> I'm sure my listeners will probably be they're fact checking me right now. Making sure that I'm, I'm on par. That's why, that's why I put the disclaimer out. <laughs> I never said it. <laughs> the, the comments are coming, Dan. The comments are coming. All right, Dan. Uh, well, okay. So, uh, 65, you're playing in a band. 60 by you know by 73, you're already a, a young man uh, working with computers. Are you still playing in bands? Uh, computers no, by day. The the problem with being in a blues rock band in Ireland was the the show bands were ruling the roost, so there was little opportunity for us to carry on beyond a certain level. Well, what's so, the between a show band? What's a show band? All right, um, you need to know what a show band is. Uh, a show band is is the type of you might call it a functions band in in terms of they play crowd pleasing stuff, the dance material. Um, and very little blues. You okay, know, I think we would call them a cover band. Maybe they covered. Yeah, I mean, it, it showed, yeah, yeah. Some of the more popular music. Now, I've yeah. told people uh, before, you don't necessarily have to know how to write songs and uh, to to be a working musician. You could be a cover band and and yeah. have a real. You could work for. You could make a pretty good living working weddings and parties and all corporate events and stuff like that. But if you're like Dan Sheehan and you could write your own music, that might be the way to go as well. Uh, it, it's a little tougher road from what I understand. Is it, is, is, it was tough enough for me to give it up in 72 and get what I would call a proper job. Yes, I know. But you you probably still had a love for playing a guitar and I'm guessing harmonica back then. Were you were you still were you? What, the, what are the instruments the you're playing now? Came a, the harmonica came a bit later, but um, the, the thing was that if you listen to the song Unfinished Business, which I sent you, um, that kind of is the roadmap of my life. Yeah, it's right um, there on your website, right there at the bottom of the website on yeah. the front page, Unfinished Business. If anybody yeah. wants to go to danosheehan.com, uh, is that, I think that was that's the one. It, yeah, yeah danosheehan.com. And I mean, that's, that's the website and, and there's a, I mean, that's the, the place to visit uh, if you want to know a little bit more, but uh, we're getting it right from your, your mouth, uh, straight from, straight from the horse's mouth, if, as it were, yep. <laughs> if you could pull that camera up a little bit so I could see your, oh, there he is. There's uh, the guy. <laughs> so you could just sit right there and you're fully centered. And your camera you got, ready. You got to remember it's one o'clock in the morning here, and I'm falling asleep. <laughs> oh, don't you fall asleep? You told me you were a night owl, and, and you know I, we could have done this a whole lot earlier on a different day, I'm sure. But I'm glad to see you, man. It's good to see you, Dan Sheehan. And I'm learning a little bit more about you, man. And and my listeners are as well. 
So, uh, I, okay, let's 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 move up. Uh, you're a computer man in '73, working on these huge, giant computers. Uh, any particular? I mean, if you want to say the company, that's fine. If you don't, we could just yeah. uh, move along. <laughs> so, uh, well, well, you know, take me through the years from '73 until when were you working on computers? Yeah, well, I started out in the hotel chain, um, which. Like everything else has had its day now, it doesn't exist anymore. But um, I um, cut my teeth for the first five or six years on computer on hotel computer systems. Um, then I went from working for a company to a contract programmer. So I spent the rest of my life as a contract programmer. Well, pretty good uh, living, or, or was that all in Cork, or, or was that uh, when you moved to, to London? No, we're, we're, we're in London now. We're when did you get to London? 72. 72. That's, okay, so you had to move to the big city to, to make a pretty good living. Yeah, uh, there was no future for me in Ireland at that point if if I wanted to achieve something, and uh, I got I achieved that, got into computing in London, and the rest is history. Well, did you go to London all by yourself or did you take some of the family or did you have somebody to go with? No, no, no I, I went on my own. Uh, did, you, did you, I guess you applied for a job and then went to London or you just went to London and found a job? Well, I went to London first to potluck and uh, never went back. See, that's taking a bet on yourself. <laughs> that's pretty risky. But if you're in your 20s, I tell everybody, if you're in your 20s, do whatever you want, whatever tickles your fancy. Because you're yep. still made of rubber. You, you you can bounce back from almost anything when you're in your yep. 20s. Uh, don't you miss that? Don't, I miss I miss my 20s. <laughs> I, I think those are, the, those are the glory days. I'm not doing too bad right now. You're not doing too bad right now. I'm you're not, not too old too for bad. anything. <laughs> so, all right. I'm, so, I'm happily on. retired now. Um, yeah, but, but I hope not. I hope you're not completely retired. I hope you're still playing music. But we'll get to that no, part of the story in just yep. a little bit. Because I, I, the, I, I want to. The nice thing about being retired is having the pension, not to have to worry about having to earn a living from the music. So I can be a, a songwriter, not a, as you call it, um, a functions band or covers band. Okay, so you spent enough time in your company that you were able to retire and have a good pension, and now you can live the rest of your life yep. creating. Yep. When did That's you retire? Ten years ago. Ten years ago. Excellent. <laughs> So in 2010, you chucked it all. No more computers. By that time, yep. shoot, you were you were working from. You saw the computers go from whole rooms down, down, down to what's in your pocket. You know, the phone in your pocket <laughs> is a computer that's that's probably that's more powerful. To get out. <laughs> oh, I mean, you've you've done the gambit. And and what was the last yep. uh, computer programming? That you did before you left. Um, I was working um, here. We call it the NHS. Are you familiar with the National Health Service? I'm familiar with health services. That's pretty yeah. important. Yeah. So you were helping them with their computer systems. England has its own uh, health service. So uh, yeah, I was doing some programming for them and building things like um, pharmacy stock control systems, child health, lots, lots of stuff. Along those lines, yeah. So, yeah, that's fantastic. I'm fascinated with computers. I know I was using, uh, you know, IBM type computers back when I was a kid, and in the '80s, you know, in high school, uh, and yep. just enjoying myself. Uh, tear, I, I tear, tore them apart. I built them back up. You know, change, adding more memory, adding more hard drive. Uh, you know, just making them bigger, better, stronger, faster. And you, you went from when they were, you thought that. You know, having such a small a bit of memory and, and then, oh wow, this is getting faster and faster and faster. Oh my goodness, you've been through the years. That, that's yeah, it, 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 they really have speeded up. <laughs> Trust yeah. me. Oh yeah, uh, you know, I, the, uh, we we now talk about memory. We didn't have that amount of disk space. Yeah, I remember my first computer had two. Uh, was it two gigs of hard drive? And I thought, or was it two gigs? Yeah, and I thought, oh, I'll never fill that up. I filled it up in uh, you know a month with uh, with music and videos, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but that was my first computer back in I don't know, in the mid nineties, maybe the one that I bought myself. You know, I've had some in the house, uh, some some older computers, but uh, wow, that's that's amazing. And so, but you left that two thousand ten. You got your pension. Now what happens? Where's Dan O'Shea going to go? Well, um, so going back ten years before that, which is 
2001. I was, remember the millennium bug that didn't exist? Ah, that's right. You had to change the, the two digits to four digits uh, so yeah. all the computers wouldn't explode. They didn't explode. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I, I, I um, ended up in Glasgow over the millennium. Okay. All right. And what what were you doing back in Glasgow? I was, I was uh, doing the Millennium Bug. Oh, okay. All right. And so you, that, that's where the same company sent you back to Glasgow? Well, um, I've been through a lot of com- As a contract programmer, you, you don't remember how many contracts you've had. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you're working for yourself or you're working. Uh, it, yeah. Oh, okay. Stage, yeah. Ah, see? Uh, Man, I, you know, I, I have one company where I work for myself. I have another company where I work for somebody else. I, I kind of like working for myself, of course, uh, but, but I do work well with others. I understand. So, but, yeah. Okay. So you were able to retire from your own corporation, your own company. That's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. after you uh, saved us all from, from the millennium bug, were you still doing music at all for those 20 years or so? 20, 30 it, it years? At, it was at that point I got back into music. <gasps> okay. How'd that happen? What was the turning point? Yeah. Well, I, I met a very talented uh, young lady in Glasgow. It's Beautiful voice. It's always a lady. Yeah, she's on the website if you if you want to look at it. Um, but so, yeah, so yeah, I had I had two or three beautiful years in Glasgow. Okay, what was her name? Uh, Marie McCormick. Okay, it's amazing what ladies could do to us or for us or, <laughs> or what we'll do for them. <laughs> yeah, we'll follow them anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So all right, so you started singing with her or playing with her? Yeah, we we put a band together yeah, for a while. Um, a duo we, or trio, quartet? Uh, it started as a duo, but it ended up as a full-fledged five-piece band called Canvas. So when you started out as a duo, just with her, what were you? What kind of clubs are you playing? What kind of gigs? Um, well, we I, I think we were, we were really playing just uh, what we call open mics, Not, nothing um, professional at that point. But yeah. getting your getting your groove back, getting back yeah. into the game. And were you playing originals or were you playing covers? And does she also uh, write we, music? We we were a we were a covers band at that stage, um, and uh, we we did quite a few of the festivals, um, the blues festivals from Cullen to Dundee. Um, so you know we 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 established established ourselves quite well. What kind of covers were you doing, Dan? Sorry. What kind of covers were you doing? Um, she was big into Eva Cassidy, so we were doing a lot of Eva Cassidy, Bonnie Raitt, um, and back to the good old Stones and the Creedence Clearwater. But you know, so it's good. It was a good rock sound, a good, and having a female fronting it, uh, we we had. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's who they're all there to see. A lot and, of interest, you know, you got yeah. some you got some boys in the back playing and doing whatever, but it's that pretty girl up front. That's what they that's what they came that, to see. That's, what, yeah. <laughs> that's a good selling point. <laughs> no, and, and but you, you did that from two thousand one, and when did the what's the progression of the band? Two thousand one, you were doing the duet, and then you started adding more members to the band. Yeah, and what yeah, was the that, name of the band? That, that lasted till about two thousand and five. What was the name of the band? That was Canvassed. Canvassed. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Hey, well, well, Canvassed, your cover. Yeah, I get it. It makes yeah. sense. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just almost on the nose. Almost. <laughs> yeah. So good. All right. So from 2000, uh, to 2001 to 2005, you did that. You did some covers. Yeah. And then what happened? Yeah. We even brought out an album called Undercover. <laughs> <laughs> Dig it. And where can we find that album? Is it out there anywhere? It, it's it's out there. Um, I'm, I'm just about to re-release it at the moment. So uh, watch the space. Um, Excellent. Yeah, that, that's a bit of negotiation going on at the moment. So <laughs> Okay. Looking for distribution on that one. I'm sure you're uh, signing contracts or negotiating. You got people <laughs> talking for you. Uh, okay. So uh, was I mean was that band signed anywhere or was that, that no, no no okay no. I get it okay all right so so 2005 what was the turning point what happened um, I, I went back to uh, to London okay you said no I can't I can't take it here in Ireland I got to go back to the big city uh, but uh, you know Glasgow's pretty big yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right but you had to get London was calling London calling. London calling, yeah. 
All right. So you got back to London and what happened? Um, I, I kind of um, drifted for about five years. Um, okay. How do you sustain? How do, how do you keep yourself going? Well, Were you playing? So I, went, I went back to the day job is what I meant. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so you went back to computers. And, hey, I, I, that's still a good I still hadn't retired at that stage. Okay. So, so you were still computers by day and then rock star by night uh, from 2001 yeah. to 2005. All right. Yeah. From 2005 till 2010, you go back to the Joe job. Uh, you know what, what your mom and dad would call the real job. <laughs> a real, I got a real job again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, did you have to cut your hair or, or were you able to keep it long? No, but if you look at my Glasgow pictures, I've got short hair in them for that reason. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. This, ha this hasn't been cut since 2010. And it won't be. I better <laughs> yeah, not be. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so 2010, you, you're done. You're done with working for somebody else. It's time to work for yourself. What are you doing, Dan? What am I doing? Um, basically, I've been putting bands together for the last 10 years. Um, and more and more well to get the gigs you have to do the covers yes but i've been sneaking some of my own tracks in that's the way you do it i mean a lot of times the bands will come in they'll do 80 percent covers maybe hey you want to hear one of mine and everybody <laughs> by that time will say yeah they're all drunk they got some uh, they're all yep. liquored up so yeah we'll listen to something new and then you get to play something new for them and hopefully it goes I, I I prefer it when they come up to me and say, you know, that song you did three three numbers ago, who wrote it? Yeah, and that way you can say, I, I did. <laughs> yes. Which means, oh, I remember. Which means that they actually didn't notice it was an original. Yeah, I remember I was in an that, Irish pub. That's my definition of success. <laughs> I was at an Irish pub and I was listening to this uh, uh, folk singer and he was playing guitar and singing and I would, I would always ask him, hey, what song is that? And he'd always say, I wrote it. I wrote it. <laughs> that was his answer for everything. I wrote it because I didn't know about it. It was he was playing all these Irish uh, folk songs that I had no idea about, but they sounded so sweet, so harmonious, and mm -hmm. so fun, you know. Uh, but uh, oh my goodness, uh, th that's my little experience with the with the Irish. I love it. I love it. And, and but I'm talking to the Irish right now, who's been transplanted to London uh, since. Uh, uh, well, I guess for a long time now, but all right, 2010, did you put a band together? Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember the exact sequence of this, um, but yes, I, I mean, I, I, I think for a while I, I was in other bands um, okay. uh, because it takes a lot of energy to, to put a band together. Absolutely. It's easier yeah. to be a hired gun. I guess you'd go in as a guitarist or harmonica player. Uh, for the most part, yes. Yeah. Are you still yeah. writing songs at this point? I've 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 got a second album in progress. Um, the lockdown has uh, kind of uh, put me behind because uh, I can't get into the studio. Studios are closed at the moment. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Well, I mean, so, the creators have to find more creative uh, avenues, yeah. and that's what you're doing. Is uh, yeah. you know how yeah. do you get the, how are you getting the creative juices flowing? Well, that. Because it's, we we can now sort of stay in our what's what's now called bubbles over here. Yeah, we can actually see a couple of people at a time. So we're we're getting the rehearsing underway. Uh, well, this, uh, yeah. this this miracle of modern technology, you can play your part, and then they can add their part, and it could be several different parts. And as long as you have a good producer, they can put all those parts together and make a Make a song. Yep, but it, it, they need to be rehearsed first. This is the problem. It's, it's you, you can't just give somebody something to do at the other end of a phone and expect to to have the, the right feel. It, it's it, I've tried it. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, previous to this, previous to our coronavirus yeah. lockdown uh, from yeah. 2010, you're starting to play some music. I, I mean, how many songs are you are you writing? I mean, it, you say you have one album. Uh, and was that all written by you, that, or was that that was brought out in uh, it was it um, sixteen, wasn't it? I think it was two thousand sixteen. I brought that one out. So it's uh, been around quite a while. And what's um, the name of that band? What's the name of that album? That that's um, passing time. Uh, the band is called W Three Detour. 
W3DTAR. I think I saw that on your website, and I was trying to figure yeah. out what that was exactly. So W3DTAR well, is how many pieces in that band? That That's a five-piece band. Okay. Uh, what what yeah. pieces were they? Drums, bass, two guitars, uh, female vocalist when I could find one. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you didn't have a you didn't have an actual lineup that that you were playing with, or, or was it, it, we had a fairly regular lineup? Okay. Uh, it 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 was very much a case of what what the what the venues were prepared to pay. If if they were prepared to pay a little more, I'd add a five piece. It'd be a four piece otherwise. Yeah. Um, so the fifth piece is that uh, is the the female player, a keyboard player, whatever. Okay. And then the the singer, are you a vocalist as well? I have become a vocalist in the last five or six years. So yeah. Okay, because um, what from what I was looking at, it, it mostly was uh, female fronts. Uh, whenever you were singing on some of the videos that I was looking at, I guess I didn't go through all the videos, but uh, you've you've had well. I mean, what's what was the lineup back then? I mean, I, I like to give credit where credit is due. If you can remember some of the people that were in the band, some of the people that have helped you along the way. Yeah. I, I like to name names, you know, let people know yeah. who they are so they could find them. Yeah. Um, who, like Anna, Anna Lucas is what is is what one of the vocalists I've worked with. Maggie Ryan is another one. Um, Anna Lucas where and Maggie Ryan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. How about your who, who's the drummer? Uh, if you're if, if you're in the front, who, who you're naming off the band. Hey, on drums, I got this guy. Yeah. Who is it? Who is it? Uh, it's um, Rose, Rosemary. Um, what's up? I forgot. <laughs> Rosemary Poole. <laughs> All right. I know I'm putting you on the spot and everything. I, I'll have to, I, I'll I, have to I, know no, people. No, it's Rosemary these days. So I had to say, hey, she's got a surname. Oh, yeah, she's got a surname. <laughs> All right. And then on bass. Who's on bass? <laughs> Bass. Um, uh, who's on bass these days? I've got a few bass players. Um, John Kettner is on the album. Um, yeah, bass, bass players are difficult to get at the moment. We, we, uh, where are you meeting up with these people? Are you meeting them at, at the studio, or are you meeting them in, in clubs, or are you jam sessions, or how do you? Well, it's 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 a mixture of all. Um, I, I organize a weekly um, rehearsal when we're not in lockdown we're um, so it's it's a matter of finding somebody who's available because a lot of the bass players and drummers like to play in several bands oh yeah i mean that makes sense if you can play yeah. you know you try to play every day uh, you know to make your so basically you have to have two or three bass players and drummers lined up in case they've already taken the gig on a date you you say are you available and they go Oops, I'm playing that night. <laughs> Absolutely. I know that here in town in Conway, Arkansas, in the USA, we have a, a place called TC's. And on Sunday nights, they have the Sunday night jam session. And I appreciate that because all the local musicians get together from different bands. You'll have a guitarist and a drummer from this band and a, and a keyboard from that band and a vocalist from the other band. And they all get together and it, it, it forms a kind of a family unit and i don't know if that's the way it is there in london uh, we, we've, we've got exactly the same we've got a number of venues that um like the spice of life in the center of london um out in southgate which is north london there's a club called set harmonicas which um again provides that sort of facility you put your name down you don't know who you're going up with i call it a bungee jump because you start the song and you don't know if the rope is going to get Crocodile will get you when you get to the end, or you'll just be pulled up in time. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Who was I talking to that was at the Spice of Life just recently? Oh, David Eastman from Say Yes, Do Nothing. Uh, I think he's uh, a little bit younger, but uh, that's a band that they they play there in London. I, I just talked to him oh, maybe yeah. like a not even a week ago. But, uh, I don't think I'm across him. Yeah. Um, the band's name is Say Yes, Do Nothing. It is, his name is David Eastman. Now, he's from Seattle, Washington, and then he ended up moving to London for a girl. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he met up with, uh, with three other lads from London. And they formed a band. It's amazing. The music, check out. music check brings people together. Uh, you, you, yep. could, you could form a band. If you play guitar... And then if somebody else is playing drums, I mean, it, it's a, it's amazing to me. I, I, 
I have guitars. I have keyboard. I have a harmonica. I don't know how to play them very well. I like to to, to try noodle on them a little bit, but I, I'm so impressed with people that can actually come up with the, with music in a song. I mean, how are you writing music? Are you are are you do you write the words first, or do you write the lyrics? Or as you're writing the words, does the melody come into your head? It, it's it's mainly um, if you take the last album, most of the songs were written during my Glasgow phase. So they're they're always about women, and basically the the, the theme of the, the tracks are my inability to do commitment. <laughs> so never never been married, a, a confirmed bachelor, and I find it easier to write the song to explain why I can't do it. So if you if you figure out some of the words that you know, <laughs> and Sheehan, have, have you never been committed? You never been married or. I, I, yeah, I was married um, back back in the seventies. I got married. Uh, I was married for twenty years. So, uh, so you had some uh, kind of a commitment. You you made the run. And, and did any kids did, come out of that? I've got two beautiful daughters. Uh, so uh, excellent. Yeah, excellent. You yeah. did good. How are the kids doing? Kids are fine. One's one's in uh, San Francisco. The other one's in Pretoria in South Africa. So. <laughs> Wow, what are they doing? What's the one in San Francisco doing? Uh, she's um, what what's now called HR, which we used to call um, oh god, <laughs> my brain is getting a bit addled at this hour tonight. Well, I know um, it's human resources. She, she handles people. Resources, yeah, yeah, HR, yeah, uh, that'll in, do. And then yeah. in Pretoria, what's what's she doing in Africa? She she's a big she's a lawyer, um, so she's um, out there working for one of the big banks um, on the legal side of things. You did good. You did good. Yeah. You, oh, yeah, yeah. you were fruitful <laughs> in, in more ways than one. Uh, you know, you, you, you've had these beautiful daughters and, and now you have uh, these bands that you can call, yep. you know, that, that have become your legacy uh, through the years. Uh, well, that's what I'm trying to, to achieve before I kick the bucket. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to live forever through your music. And that's something that that no one can ever take away. They will always remember Dano Sheehan, and I'm have to I have to say Dano, even though you 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 only use the Dan, but uh, you know I'm going to say Dano Sheehan so people will find it. Uh, you know, if I say the name often enough, people will remember. Oh yeah, Dano Sheehan. That's right. That's the one. That's the one I need to look up. And find out more well, about. I, I I tend to associate with book him Dano. Yes, yes, <laughs> Hawaii Five O. That's right, Jack well, Lord. I, I, yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's the idea. <laughs> and not the new Hawaii Five O, the old Hawaii Five O. Oh, Jack Lord. The old one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I've seen a new one. <laughs> All right, so 2005, the band breaks up, and then uh, you come up with some other bands. Or what else have you been doing since? 2005. Well, 2005, I, um, I, um, sort of jumped, jumped from 2005 to 2015, really. I'm because, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, that's my bad. Uh, yeah. Going to 2015, <laughs> you already have your first album, uh, made up and now. Got my uh, first album, uh, I've been, uh, on the road, if you like, for quite some time. Fantastic. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've been working towards my second album. Excellent. Uh, it's been developing that, uh, but we we've just got into this hiatus in the last month. Well, I mean, for uh, 2015, uh, who's been uh, helping you to write these uh, these songs, or are you writing them all yourself? I write, I write my own songs, yeah. Um, but who's helping you to record them? What studio are you using? Um, I'm using. Um, I, I've used a very a variety of studios um, with with different um, producers because you know, you, you you if you if your producer is not giving you the right feel, then you, you have to move on and you have to stay true to what you want to achieve. Um, so it, it took a while to get. This album, first oh, album. I, I have no doubt. It's good to have a good producer because you can come to someone with an idea and, and a producer, uh, an engineer will help you to flesh out the good parts of that song. And it's nice to have that. But if, if they're not going the way, the direction that you want them, you've got to tell them to hit the road, Jack. <laughs> yeah. 
and um, that that happened a few times to get that album out. So I, I don't want to name names. No, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> but who's the who's the team now? Are you are you working well with others? Uh, I, I mean, I, until coronavirus I, hit, what were you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm building the team, um, doing a couple of uh, experimental recordings at the moment. Which, uh, if if they go well, then we'll we'll move with that. But at the moment, uh, I, I I need to keep that under wraps. Oh. Super secret. <laughs> this may not be the first time. This may it's not just... be the last time we talk to Dan O'Shean because <laughs> you know he's got some super secret stuff going on. No, th- you say it's not super yeah, secret. Yeah. I've got I, collaborations I which uh, are confidential at the moment. So yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. You work well with others. All right, so yeah. up, uh, you know, let's zoom into where you are now. And this is I'm going to say previous to March. What kind of gigs were you doing, or were you? Have you been playing around London, Spice of yeah, Life, and other doing, places? We've been, um, for the last couple of years, we've been doing a lot of the festivals. Um, you know, um, not not the not the big the big big festivals, but the the sort of local London festivals. Oh, to um, me, anything more than a hundred people in front of me—that's that's big. That's huge. Oh yeah, that, yeah, we're, we're talking thousands rather than hundreds, but uh, yeah, I love um, it. You're a star, man. If you could sell more than a hundred tickets, I think you're you're, you're tops to me. You know that's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, well, obviously the festivals here involve several bands. It's, you know, you get your forty-five minutes of fame, and that's it. Rather than forty-five you know, minutes, <laughs> though, with, playing with other bands, like you, like I said, it's a, music yeah. becomes a big family. And, you know, then at the end of these festivals, my one of my favorite parts is when all the band members, if there's time and allotment, that they all come up on stage and start jamming together. To me, that is a hoot. You know, have you ever been involved in any of that kind of thing? Um, it doesn't tend to work that way over here, but uh, yeah, um, we we call those jams. We got you know, we do a lot of jamming with with with, with the the family, if you want to call it the family musicians. Absolutely. So, what's the current lineup? What's the current band? Is it still WD three? It's it's um it's. it's at the moment, it's it's splitting into two, if you like, and this is the new direction. This way, I can't talk about it just too much at the moment. But W Three D Tour will stay as the covers band. Got it. They'll be they'll be doing Velvet Underground, Rolling Stones, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you're splitting uh, and off into your onto originals my original my second album will be done much more in a kind of folky country so it, it's not suitable for the band oh not so the, it, it won't be the same members it'll be a totally different band totally different band yeah fantastic that's good you know they, that you can experience a different i mean even you, you we've talked about the rolling stones a little bit during this podcast even they individually had uh, solo projects that weren't exactly like the Rolling Stones, as great as the Stones are. I, I even yeah. I can't even say were. They still are going. You know, as great as they yeah. are, uh, Mick still went on his own. Keith went on his own. Ron Wood went on his own. You know, they've all done their own thing over the yeah, years. Yeah, W three D tour will keep the core feel and sound that I like. Yeah, while I go off and experiment with other genres of music, if you like. Oh, you cannot hold yourself down. I appreciate that, that you got to have your creative juices flowing. And Dan O'Shean. Oh, fantastic. So, all right. Uh, All right. So, uh, since uh, we're we're recording this in June of 2020, we can put a little bit of a time capsule on what's going on right now. Uh, We're currently... Uh, lockdown and quarantine. The coronavirus is uh, sweeping the, the sweeping the world. COVID nineteen. So, w- what have you been doing since we've been locked down? Are you you able to you're not able to get out at all? You're having to play well, with yourself well, there. At, at my at my age, of course, I I fall into the vulnerable group. Right, right, right. I see you have so, your guitar back there, though. You still able to. To play uh, every day, of course, yes. I mean, I've, I've got several guitars. I got, uh, I've, I've got my own home studio here as well, which is what where I experiment with. Uh, so you're able to record at the house then? I, uh, well, not to the radio quality level, but 
uh, certainly I can record for demo purposes. Oh, yeah. I tell people for under a thousand bucks, you could probably get a decent equipment that you can at least make a demo and take it to an engineer and and kind of flesh it out or take it to the other members so they could kind of practice it. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, don't don't lose it. Don't lose that. So after we we break out of this and and history shows that this uh, virus will probably be hanging around for uh, at least till the end of the year. You know, maybe next year uh, things will start to get more normal uh, as it was in 2018. I mean, in 1918 with the Spanish flu, if history yep. shows by 2000, I mean, by uh, 1919 they were able to break out. So I, I suspect by January, February, uh, what, what do you, uh, what do you expect to be doing in, in though after the, after we break out of quarantine? Well, the, 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 as I said, I see two, two, I see myself dividing my time into two. One is to keep the, for one better word, the covers band W3D tour going in, in the sort of, for me, for my fun band, if you like, yeah. and yeah. a more solo career as Dan O'Sheehan, um, with invited musicians to 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 come along on on projects uh, to to promote this the new album, which hopefully will be finished sometime this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, very exciting! <laughs> a very exciting time, Dan O'Sheehan. I'm so. Yep. Super stoked to to at least get a little little idea of who you are. I think we've we've kind of uh, gotten an idea of of who Dan O'Sheehan is and and where you are right now and how you got to this point. Uh, just a little bit. So I know that there's projects on the horizon. There's things that are happening. <laughs> at 70 years old, you're just beginning. This is just the start. <laughs> you're, you're you're starting new projects. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I see nothing but good things coming. All right. So, uh, let the people know, uh, how to, how to get a hold of you, how to, how you want them to connect with you, uh, either, you know, social, social networking and that kind of thing. How do they find I'm, you? I'm on, I'm, I'm on Twitter, uh, under both handles, Dan O'Shean and W3D tour. Uh, um, same. I'm on Facebook as Dan O'Shean with uh, a page called W3D tour. So, um yeah the the websites i also have two websites <laughs> so you know you you find me yeah who's putting those websites together is that you i do them myself because i'm a technician as well so yes yeah. you are they're <laughs> my own design written from scratch fantastic the man knows computers yeah. and he knows Doing music PHP, you know I, I do it all myself <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I know it's kind of, it's getting kind of late over there in London, England. Uh, I usually finish these things off with last words for the people. So Dan O'Sheehan, uh, you can talk about, it, it could be something that you've heard when you were younger or words to live by or just whatever pops into your head right now. Dan O'Sheehan, last words for the people. Well, um, in- enjoy your life. Um, do what you believe in and stick at it. there you have it party people dano sheehan dan sheehan okay he goes by dano because it's another dan so don't get him confused with the one in new york he's the one in the uk dano sheehan branded yes look for him look for his website dano sheehan.com it's pretty simple he designed it all himself and all the information you need is right there find him on twitter find him on youtube you'll find out even more about Dan O'Sheehan. So good that I got the chance to talk to him. Uh, the man's been around the block a little bit. Okay. He's been doing it since at least 1960. So that's fantastic. <laughs> the man's been doing it longer than a lot of you have been around on this earth. So, uh, yeah, since before you were born, he was rocking. He was playing the blues. He was playing all kinds of, uh, of different genres. That's right. Don't limit yourself. Be like Dan O'Shea. Don't limit yourself. Get a little bit from here, a little bit from there, and make your own music. How about that? Oh, I'm so jealous of people who have that talent that can have a feeling and then write songs and express those feelings and send them out into the world. And he's working on his second album. I look forward to hearing him hearing that when it comes out. So uh, 
Yes. Thank you so much, Dan O'Shean, for being on the program, What Makes You Famous. And uh, if you'd like to tell your story, yes, you, I'm talking to you. If you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys dan.com thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some words to live by time heals almost everything give time time a public service message from radio what.com the music you want Follow Keys Dan on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of keysdan.com. Follow Radio What on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of radiowhat.com. The music you want is on. Radio What.